Indeed. Oh, let's record. Bum, 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 bum. Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. Food, sports, God, gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Cody Stopper. And this is Craig Morton. On this podcast, we talk to writers, teachers, activists, and we seek some wisdom. And as always, we are allergic to big words, but not to big ideas. Profound things will be said but entirely by accident. So, do you have any happy accidents you're planning on saying? Oh, wait, if, it's a, if I plan it as an accident? Yeah, I don't know. Can you premeditated accident? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I can right. premeditate an accident, but I can just be open and willing for them to happen. Just ready for them to happen. Okay, so here's our icebreaker question from Boom. Seth. Uh, how how are you doing on your New Year's resolutions? Wait, what? <laughs> so so it pops up, you know, these randomized questions, and it's like, did you make any re- resolutions last year? Are you hearing that? Do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the randomized music. I wonder if that does that show up on our recording. I bet it does. Yeah, that'll be probably nice. the and it's, it's telling me that I'm I've used up my time. Oh, all right. You need to switch it to me. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're I'm still learning how to play with that. So fun. That's it said fun. I used up my time, but did, did is did did you make a New Year's resolution? I don't think I did. I don't think I did either. I don't remember doing one, and usually I remember doing one. You know, I I think if anything, it was probably to resolve to not make resolutions, and if that boom, you've you kept it. Doing awesome, you've kept it and broke it at the same time. Ooh, that's huh? a, that's a wonderful piece of irony. <laughs> yeah. Irony's not dead, sir. So it's um, uh, you know, it's that you know, that's that statement. Uh, everything I say is a lie. Ooh. Oh, you know, logically, that's like you can't make any sense out of that's, that. That's uh, where do we go? You've uh, blew up the AI brain, you know. So thinking about things that don't make sense. Yes, you and I were just talking about um, what? what were we talking about? We were talking about theological assumptions people make. Ooh, and I don't know. Uh, you know, just on another kind of on tangent. There was some conversation going on in, I think it was the selection for the voting for the uh, House Speaker. Oh, yes. Oh, and and this one representative <laughs> from somewhere, I forgot yes. where it was, the, the news image from the pits of hell had his head bowed in, in, in just deep frustration, you know, holding his Bible with two hands and just putting his forehead down into it. Basically a face palm with a Bible. A Bible yeah. palm. A, a, hey, hey. Bible face palm. Face, yeah. So it has a, a face Bible. It, it needs a term. <laughs> but but that, 
one of the, the comments was that somebody needs to go all Old Testament oh. uh, on somebody. Oh. And you know, that, so it brings what does up that, that mean? well, yeah, what does it mean? Does it mean does it mean like calling their spirit up from the dead, like the witch of Endor? I think it did. It means choose your Old Testament story to get the theology you want. <laughs> yes, it, it it kind of is. It, I know I, I get my heresies mixed up. But was it doceticism Ooh. that talked Ooh. about the God of the Hebrew Bible was this angry old man, and the God of the of the New Testament was this happy sweet Jesus? Yeah, no, I think doceticism. No, doceticism is the one about um, Jesus was always a ghost or a spirit. Never. I, th- I thought that was Gnosticism. No, no, that I mean, it's a is a form of Gnosticism. I right. don't know. All right. Anyway, so anyway, it was a heresy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm but, gonna look it up. Old to let's see, heresy. Uh, you keep talking. Go ahead. So, so <laughs> I'm gonna. We, look up. we end up having these assumptions that somehow God is not a like a unified being. Maybe I don't yeah. know. We got happy, sweet Jesus, and we got grumpy old Hebrew, you know, Yahweh. Um, but so much that ties into the way we read the Bible, our assumptions about, you know, different Hebrew communities contributing to Marcionism, Marcionism, Marcionism. Yeah, I should have known that was my first guess. And I just like that. (laughs) But yeah, the Marcionites. Yeah. And, And it's, and, and, but one of those assumptions is that God is a God of anger, separation, judgment, yes. condemnation, yep. Thor with a hammer or mm-hmm. Zeus with lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it completely, um, you know, misses, you know, the God who is there with Hagar in the desert and giving yeah. her hope when there's no, when she's been abused and ba- abandoned and yes. and Ishmael may die, you know, God shows up and gives her a vision yeah. of what's possible. What's that, like, what that is, is it's a defense of the Bible itself as like, well, we know it can't be wrong. So what it must be is it must be recording the wrong God or whatever. Well, there, there's that, <laughs> or, or it's just this other thing of some kind of uh, confirmation bias. The only God we yeah. see in the Old Testament is the projection of the God we want on our side. That's right. The battle to win these battles. Oh, baby. man. Yeah. And it's, 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 um, and so the, I, I sometimes, I, do I feel bad for God? I mean, does, you know, God just doesn't <laughs> seem to get a break. Um, hey, and, you know, God doesn't make it easy. That's that is true. <laughs> I mean, I've heard people say, you know, like, hey, people can get that assumption by reading the Bible. There's a reason they come up with that assumption. Yeah, and and you know, I I I I have trouble fully wrapping my head around the flat Bible idea that some people have yeah. where all the Bible passages are all in agreement and we yeah, no, have no, to no. massage them and, and that's right. It's manipulate one, them. So they we're say just the not thing. understanding it. That's the problem. But if you, yeah. So the one thing that I keep, I keep going back to is like, if anybody tells me the Bible says, yeah, <laughs> I'll just say, would you please use that sentence except just change it to say the library says, there you go. Because you, you know, found a book in the library that said the world is the earth is flat. Well, the library says 
Yeah, yeah, and it's it's like uh, you know, it's there's it's one book among many, and yes. it does speak with a unified voice. That's right. It does not it was not the intent. <clears throat> boy, oh boy! So here's a here's a favorite song that to me, you know, we we sing it in church. Uh, do you really you you do this song yeah. in church? We do we do we do a song in church about these assumptions. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, hear it. Uh, see if I see if the volume's up. <laughs> God is not a man God is not a white man God is not a man sitting on a cloud God cannot be bought God will not be boxing God will not be owned by religion but God is love, God is love, He loves everyone. God is love, God is love, He loves everyone. God is not a man, God is not an old man. God does not belong to Republicans God is not a flag Not even American And God does not depend on a government But God is good God is good mm. Yeah, so we sing that one once in a while at church do you even do you even include the Pat Robertson line? Yeah, we do. It's just that you know, it, I wish we need to we need to make it a little more contemporary because a lot of Update people don't it. know who that is anymore. All right, updated a bit. Yeah, so you know, you know, Jeffries or what's his name, Jeffers, you know, or you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure who we'd stick in there. You know? Yeah, who would you pop in there now? Who's that smiley guy in Texas? You know, oh, Joel thousand people. Yeah, Joel Olstein. We could stick that. That, could, that would probably work. But yeah, you know, it seems like there's so many theological assumptions we could talk about. We could talk, take one at a time, and we could yeah. talk about it for a really long time. We could. And I wonder, you know, make, let's let's make sure we get this episode out on social media. Like, hey, what are the what are the assumptions? Well, let's ask about, people. What are the assumptions yeah. that you you know, really we need to get uh, some nuance on? Yes, <laughs> I the one I constantly run into is you know I, the and it's not one that's like easy to solve, of course, but it rises, you know, from the problem or it creates the problem of um, suffering, you know, like, hey, if God is all good and God is all powerful and God mm -hmm. is all loving. And uh, so the assumption is that, one, we all agree that those things are, yeah, that's what makes up God in theology, you know, A, or B, that we all define some of those terms the same way, the exact oh, yeah. same way. That's a big one for me because I'm yeah. like, okay, first stop because you and I are not going to have the same definitions of some of these terms, and oh. so already we're not. I I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> over and again. I you know, it's like, gosh, we got to get Tom back on, yeah, you know, for a conversation on on some of those. So, because yep. I think Tom has said something about that very thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think if I'm. <laughs> remember if i'm assuming correctly yeah. 
And, and I think Tom would even hum along with the uh, with the refrain of that song about God is love. I think I yeah, that's something I about so. that. Time. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so let's pick up on that assumptions thing. You know, I wonder what some what some others are out there that um, you know be worth looking at. Yeah. Let's. I I love the idea of getting some input on it. Let's let's try to. All right. Let's, let's push promo. Let's push that conversation. And so now, da, 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 time for a transition. We don't have... So since we're so lazy with editing, we don't take time to go find some cool clips and then put them in for transition music. So insert your own imaginary tune here. Uh, so here we move from theology to sports. Sports things actually do fit together, don't they? I agree. I think they can. I yeah. know they do. Yes, they can. You know, I think one of the places where I tend to theologize most about sports is about uh, the ethics of certain uh, athletic interactions. Oh, yes. I mean, I really love uh, seeing how Alice and Felix took on Nike, you know, oh, yeah. a really the ethical shoes. approach and tried to move things in another way. Yeah. Um, you know, the story of Jesse Owens taking on uh, Nazi Germany, you know. Ooh. You know, and and those little those kind of, and and you know, and the '68 Olympics, the 200 meter sprinters, uh, uh, Carlos, Carlos, John Carlos, and and Tom, Tommy Lee, not Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones. Carlos, Carlos yeah. Rogers was a football player. Never mind. John Carlos, <laughs> John Carlos. John, there we go. Yeah, and and so you know, you get you. Uh, those are really Tommy like, Smith. Maybe. Thank you, Tommy Smith. I keep on going to Tommy Lee Jones, and it's like, no, that's not the right guy. Yeah, <laughs> no. So no, 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 no. But um, yeah, so there's so that's where my mind usually goes is issues of ethics. But um I like it. Of course. Uh, it's the other thing is just you know the 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 individual athletic experience. That's right. You know, because I'm working with these athletes and they're kind of digging into their own sense of self and who they are and mm -hmm. what's meaningful. And I've had encouragement. I got it. You need to this this should be my resolution. You need to you need to like push me on this one. Okay. I've had some of my athletes tell me I should apply to uh, to be one of the coaches on Team USA. Oh, dear, that'd be awesome. So, so I missed the application deadline for the indoor track championships in Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, it's like that would have been cool. That would have been really Of course, so in my... Edinburgh, Scotland, it has to be indoor. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's indoor. Yeah, it's the indoor uh, championships. <laughs> you can't indoor. run in a bog. Ooh, well, you probably can't. They probably did. <laughs> <laughs> but but so and I said, well, I'm not that great of a coach. I mean, there's tons of people who know more about it, sport, sports than me. But they said, no, but you you you're you're like a sports philosopher. You know, that's so right. My, Did my Ted Lasso me, don't need to know anything about soccer? No, 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 exactly. So my my kids, um, they will, um, you know, when I say something, they'll they'll put their hands together in this kind of prayerful gesture and bow and nod their heads and say, yes, sensei, um, you know. <laughs> Love and it. so I've gotten among all the other coach uh, nicknames, Sensei is now Sen one of them. Like, sensei. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, you need to you need to be part of Team USA. Anyway, that's, that's all awesome. to say. There's a lot of kind of existential themes that go on in sports. Love it. Um, yes, there are. Yes, there are. And one of those issues that uh, an article I read recently, but it's been popping up in a variety of different journals, is the phrase sports washing oh sports washing oh so like 
showering after practice or you know and what's really amazing is at the at the high schools you know they have these great locker rooms with showers and nobody not, not my high school I don't not think my, anywhere so gross man well you know i don't think anybody's using for 20 30 years oh you know but that's not sports washing <laughs> no oh, okay so you must mean <laughs> uh jerseys and equipment after you know washing the team team laundry you know, Back in the good old days of grass fields, yes, know, it, it would take a season to get something clean. You know, when oh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking, I was talking with my son Nathan about one of the most memorable football games, and it was his. Uh, I think it was his uh, sophomore year in college. Yeah. Okay, and they uh, college were, of the Redwoods, right? Yep, they're playing a, a game, and it was nonstop rain on a grass field. <laughs> both teams there there you could not see you could you couldn't see the across the field because the rain was so thick yeah oh my the god mud was so deep that the the uh the teammate the teams had to like keep on wiping their chest clear so you can see the numbers <laughs> you know it's like who's supposed to be in what position where well wow. that's not sports sports washing either. Oh, okay 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 <laughs> oh, what do you mean then well what do you think i might mean Sports washing. Okay. So, so I'm going to go, I'm going to assume it has to do with like, okay, so we like say we might call something whitewashing where we go, oh, let's make it seem better than it is by a, a, applying a, a, a coat of paint, not really actually fixing the problem or the issue, just covering it up with. Covering it up, sometimes covering it up with something really, really nice. Yeah, that people like. They like, so, you know, they might like the the the, the white paint over the yeah. rotten fetid wood that's it yeah yeah and i think i think the place that i first heard it is in relation to uh the 2018 men's fifa world cup oh okay because that was in russia yes that's and, right and it was you know should should people not participate in this because nobody really wanted to support putin's russia ew yeah like who would and, want to and 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 Russia and the oligarchs, I should say, more than anything, oh, well, yeah. are the ones who would end up getting any kind of you know money out of it. It wasn't, wasn't going to be going through the country to everybody. It no. wasn't something that was shared. Gonna lie in the pockets of already. But if you wealthy. make a good enough event, yeah, in a shiny new stadium and tell some good stories, then you're good. Tell some inspirational stories about individual athletes and the you know, the uh, trials and tribulations that they had to overcome. And we can just forget about what's exactly. going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And and that was, you know, that was um, a concern also with the uh, latest um, Olympics, the, mm -hmm. the Olympic stadium being built uh, last, the last summer Olympics, you know, had to do with questions about, you know, what, what, what were the involvements? How were workers treated? Were yeah. there, was was all of the lead up, you know, an ethical thing? Well, it doesn't matter because we put on a really good event. That's right. And look how and pretty then, they are. And the other one is live live golf. Just keeps. Oh going. yeah. Oh, of yeah. course, the Saudi Arabian. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. No. And so yeah, yeah. And so yeah, the okay. same government that you know that uh, assassinated and then disposed of the body of an American journalist, journalist. Oh, not an American citizen, but still an American journalist. Yeah. Um, just go ahead and make nice and act like it never happened.
and pay yeah, what, pay your golfers enough money. Yeah, whatever and, happened to the good old days of you know Jimmy Carter and saying we're not going to go to the Olympics because you know the Soviet Union was was so bad. That's right. Who knew Tiger Woods was going to be the the most moral? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I think yeah, it makes me wonder about what are the other issues that we might not uh, be aware of in sports, depending on the PR. One of the places mm. of sports washing that was undone, I mean, mm. it, would, it wouldn't come clean and it got reversed, was the NHL recently. Oh. I mean, last, last month, the National Hockey League said no rainbow ribbon, no rainbow tape, no rainbow jerseys, no pride. Whoa. No, Zero. And anybody who does, there's a fine. There's a fine for the club, the fine for the individual. And Holy it, cow. It was a very heavy handed, um, you know, no identification of LGBTQ issues are allowed to be seen. Oh, wow. It was resisted so powerfully by athletes and by fans that the NHL about two weeks ago said, uh, we're we're pulling back from that policy. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, and one of the, one of the uh, websites or not websites, but the Instagram accounts that I follow is called Out Sports. Mm. And, I've seen them. I've seen that. And, and previous to uh, the reversing of that ban by the NHL, the number of uh, LGBTQ queer identifying uh, hockey athletes who came forward. You know, wow. not a, it's not like it was a you know a long stream. Oh, yeah. There were no. several you know high level, you know, yeah, a, a athletes saying, um, "Hey, I'm here. This is about me." That's right. You're telling um, me I can't. You know, you're questioning my existence or downplay my existence. And so it was kind of one of those places where the sport washing did not take effect. Huh. Interesting. Uh, it was, so it doesn't happen. have to happen. Um, wow. It doesn't have to work out that way. But I think it's an interesting topic to 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 you know to view and absolutely and and i do wonder if it's happening with uh nba nfl oh. some of these other things oh because i i don't know i like i told you i don't watch football at all hardly at all well there's a hardcore has been since 2020 push by the nfl to really i would i would categorize sports watching you know they they have a strong connection to uh, well, the fan base and a strong connection to militarism and and lots of things, but also racial issues pop up. The way they use their facilities in certain cities and what they end up taking away from the city. And anyway, but since 2020, they've been slapping, you know, logos and mottos in the end zone about racism, you know. Uh, being anti-racist and all that kind of stuff. So seems like a good show. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that they're addressing, though, at the root of their business model and and how they conduct their business in communities, if they're actually addressing those issues. I, and I, I don't even know, is there a watchdog organization that's watching that? <laughs> That'd be interesting to know. That'd yeah. be interesting. Well, you know, obviously... One of the ones that got the biggest headlines was the team name change of the Washington Commanders. Right. And there had been, so for over a century or near a century, there was an organization made up of um, uh, indigenous folks basically wanting people to stop using them as their mascots. 
Right. And they had been work doing this work for about a hundred years. And it finally, finally they got some major, you know, win with the Washington commanders, but yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's it. I, I, I want to find out who those watch. I know the watchdogs are journalists. Oh yeah. But I, but I don't know of watchdogs who are like organizations like you had just mentioned, you know, an right. indigenous group. Um, I know, be, though. I know that there've been folks who represent other minoritized communities who, you know, want to make sure there's equal distribution of leadership and, you know, balance and coaching uh, and, and, you know, some of those kinds of, of things, but yeah. Um, something to learn about perhaps. Yes, absolutely. Let's dive into that too. That's a good topic. Sports washing. All it's, right. uh, I mean, because I think I've told you I'm a reluctant football fan and, and have been for a long time. Like I know there's lots of way reasons why I shouldn't be. Yeah. And I just, and I, and I got, I got so reluctant, reluctant that I just stopped being reluctant and just kind you, of you faded, actually took faded it out. Yeah. I, I still love watching football because the athleticism is amazing. Yes. Uh, um, you know, we watched a football game. I think I watched a quarter on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, um, what amazed me was the pregame uh, banter. And it was, I hadn't watched it for like three or four years, maybe. It's been a while. Yeah. And it seemed like it was all geared toward like fan duel or toward gambling. Yes. Oh, major. Betting margins. Last two years. Big, big. Yeah. And big it was. Push. And it was kind of it was kind of distasteful. Yeah. <laughs> it oh was yeah. Like, it feels like another level of sports washing, perhaps. Yep. Um, yep. Let's do all this other stuff about sports so that people can, you know, in, you know, people who are bad at math can lose their money. <laughs> That's right. And then they do. Here's a here's a great example, actually, of sports washing on that specific issue. So they trot out, and I forget. I think it's the NFL trots out. Uh, commercials with beloved moral upstanding Kurt Warner who comes out and he says here's a cute here's some facts about football 48% of winner uh, uh teams that win the game win the game in the fourth quarter 24% of games are decided by three points or less and then he connects that to so if you're going to bet you should know and understand uh, if you're going to gamble on these games, you should know it's unpredictable. And then he lists a few, you know, principles of like one, never chase your losses. I mean, they're not bad principles. Right, it's just right. here. We can help you be comfortable it's, with this. And... It's it's basically a PSA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. can feel a little bit better about luring people into gambling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then <laughs> right. we, we know it's... that gambling can be addictive and it can be dangerous and destroy relationships. But here's a PSA. Uh huh. But don't feel bad. Feel Just better. follow these principles. And like the third principle is, you know, never gamble what you can't afford to lose or whatever right. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. And that was just, you know, a little bit, you know, kind of distasteful. But, you know, speaking of distaste. Yes. And losses. Okay. This is a perfect segue. Into yeah. A two minute commercial. Oh, all right. So if you don't care about losing money. And if you don't care about your losses, uh, we are revitalizing our gamble on this show, baby. Gamble on it. And the payoff, the payoff will be that, you know, years from now, you'll get to say, I knew them when (laughs) I was, I was on the base floor. uh, Yeah. I supported these yahoos. 
Yes. So, but not the basement. So, <laughs> but we we're 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 rejiggering uh, our Patreon. <laughs> yes, Patreon, and, a great way to support us. Even two dollars a month. Yeah, that you can start right there. You won't you won't hardly miss it. Just uh, huh. just fix it and forget it. Buy Craig and I each half a coffee because you know one dollar for me, <laughs> one dollar for Craig. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and you know we'll lose a few few cents on you know hand you know postage and handling so it's yeah, like 75 cents for each of us i don't know what the deal is how it breaks down <laughs> yeah but uh yeah set it up and one of the cool things about our levels of uh patreon you know everybody's yes. got different levels with different yeah. rewards and you know all these different things that they throw at you special yes. secret nobody else gets to hear episodes and all that kind Ooh, of stuff. what are we gonna do nothing oh no distinctions we're, we we do not believe in in uh, stratifying and being prejudicial and and keeping certain people out of the goodness. So we're we're just trying to ask you to support us so that we yes. can produce more, so that everybody everybody can find a piece and a place without being like, hey, there's a secret podcast and you don't get it. <laughs> so we don't want to do that. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, if we did, uh, you know, you maybe down the road, maybe we'll design like a T-shirt and you get like a. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We thought special... about T-shirts and pins and bumper stickers. And... Maybe you get a, a first crack at that or like a, maybe a, a discount on it if you pay. You a know, who knows? Uh, removable tattoos would be cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Anyway, so, okay, there, might, so, there, might, so there might be some gifts uh, in the future, but we're be not aware. There. We have a Patreon. We want to encourage you to. To give it a, a a check and you know two bucks that's two bucks a month and and as we move forward with uh, Patreon we'll, hopefully that will be the place that we can begin announcing things and sharing things as well as uh, other social media oh, I love but, it uh, looking forward to some new podcast um, podcasts coming along yep so uh, I'm working Excited. on one Cody is going to be working on another. Yes. So hopefully we'll have a few variety of th- varieties of things out there, but just one Patreon account rather than one Patreon account to support them all. Different... One Patreon to support them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, thing. it does, doesn't it? But yeah. a nice, a nice twist on the Yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and so one of the other things that we've been doing is we've been using Sesh to follow all along this agenda. So we keep moving along. That's right. And right now we are on the next and last agenda item, which we have what no details it? for. There's no details. What do we want to talk about? I don't know. Oh, gosh. Have you? Um, <clears throat> oh, uh, have you watched Ted Lasso yet? I I think we've said I've watched the first three, two episodes, and I'm waiting. Yeah, that's for what you life. said last time. So I'm, I'm waiting, waiting. I'm waiting. I might just say, no, never mind. I'm All out. Right. <laughs> I can't wait anymore. You know, she did this to me. I mean, in reverse, she did this to me on X Files many years ago, where we were like, we're going to watch this together, and we started watching, and then I was like, ah, but I got to go. I have a meeting, and uh, and so let's pause here, and we'll come back to it. And things kept popping up. So finally, she was like, I'm just watching it. And then she went out and fished the whole series without me. It got so far ahead that I, at a certain point, I was like, ah, forget it. I'm not going to try. Oh, uh, yeah. The one one hard thing is, you know, I remember reading an article probably three or four years ago about the golden golden age of television. Yes. 
I mean, there are so many amazing shows to watch. There are, oh, and, and then you go back and you find some old classic and you go, exactly. oh, I don't have time for this new thing because this old thing is, it stands up. That's so right. It's here. Harlan and I watched the first two episodes of The Office. Oh, classic. And it's like, my goodness, that's that holds up. It's so good. Michael Scott is still as uncomfortable as ever. That's right. And oh. still make, yeah. Yeah. It, by the way, do you ever hear people? From who make shows, you know, even only 10 years ago, one like The Office. Well, I guess that's more than 10 years ago. Although, when did it finish? Might have been I only know. about 10 years ago. It's anyway, been a while. Yeah. Anyway, they'll say things like, oh, yeah, that show could never be made now. And I'm like, are you kidding? People still watch it now and love it because they're yeah. talking about what people will accept as, you know, humor. The only reason I might agree with him might be that if an executive or somebody was like, nope, we're too afraid, you know. But yep. the general population would absolutely. We still love The Office. We go back, we watch it over and over, oh, and it's it, it, across it is, it class. It's across racial uh, d- oh. uh, classifications. Everywhere. Especially if you watch the diversity uh, training episode, <laughs> which was the, the second. It was the second episode of the first. <laughs> season. So, so uncomfortable good. with so. Uh, Larry Wilmore is yes. the, is the uh, consultant who's brought in to do the training. And, oh, it's so exasperated. Oh, yeah, it's so, so good. See, and the reason why it would still work now, people are good. People just do the old humor. They wanna... No, because this is the classic timeless humor. They're punching up at the manager who just happened to get there. Who knows? I mean, but we can make some assumptions about how he got there, but they're punching up at him, making fun of his outlandishness, yeah. you know, and awkwardness. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, just thinking of that, you know, punching up at the boss, like, mm-hmm. like Michael Scott, is, is there a strong kind of political uh, democracy, you know, movement there, you know, like resisting, resisting the man, you know, That's right, pushing, exactly. a, pushing against the autocratic, you know, leader. <laughs> you know um and but then at the same time and this is why this works so great he still has his own redemptive arc because he does become you know like he truly does become yeah oh what somehow becomes (laughs) the the other thing is that's fun is to watch actually him as a as an actor as well oh yeah oh he's so good he 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 is all over the place it's good Um, you know, um, there's there's one show that Carla won't watch just because it's too she doesn't like psychological thrillers. Oh, yeah. But, you know, so he's a psychiatrist who gets kidnapped by one of his, you know, clients. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember watching the trailer and it's it's, you know, um, you know, Steve Carell screaming out for for help, you know, and it's obviously Michael Scott's voice. <laughs> right. And, and Carla's in another room going, is that the office? What are you want? <laughs> <laughs> but the character he plays is kind of deep, kind of profound, yeah. thoughtful, caring, compassionate, yeah. you know, all these. Um, and then, yeah, and then we're, we, we were watching Space Force on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, it, and it's back to the the, the Michael Scott character. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's fun to watch. He's good. Oh, oh, and the other thing, so we're watching, you know, Pam and Jim, you know, first season, first episode, they're just children. So young. And then, then Carla and I, you know, we got done watching, um, oh, what's the, what's the Netflix or, uh, Amazon prime spy Uh, show. Yeah. Um, no, uh, not Reacher. Not Reacher. No. Jack. Jack. It is Jack. 
not Reacher. <laughs> anyway, just completely blanked out on it now. But you know, so you know, it's like, hey, Jim's all grown up. He's now an international Jack spy. Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, well, he he looks like he's thirty years older in those. Shows. Right. Like he looks like he's fresh out of high school. <laughs> so and, young, and first, man. Yeah. It's like, man. Anyway, it made us feel. And old. did you know? Did you did you know that he actually when they uh, went in for auditions for the show, he actually auditioned for Dwight, and Dwight auditioned for Jim. Oh, that's just hard to imagine, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they were yeah. reversed in the and the casting. Kudos to whoever was doing the casting to be like, hey, you know, I mean, we. How about this? <laughs> and, yeah, and oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, so good. So the the other TV thing that we did, we we uh, got into the you know free trial for Acorns TV because we wanted oh. to watch more British mystery shows. <laughs> okay. And we just like British style mystery. I don't know. It's just it, they, like they, um, different, a different way of telling stories. That's true. And Hercule so, Perrault. Well, oh, he's French. I mean, that was one of the that was one of the classics. Yeah. yeah. And but. Yeah, so we watched Harry Wild uh, was one of them. I forgot what some of the others are on there, but they're just good shows. And it's like, okay, we got to get done with our free trial, and we got to move on now to a free trial on BritBox because they've got the other mysteries. So. That's right. There you go. But, hey, by the way, oh, so speaking of shows, I just watched. It's actually from 2019 or maybe 2018. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, of course, it popped up, and I was like intrigued. I was like, I remember hearing about this back then. I didn't get to watch it, so I'm going to watch it now. Um, it popped up because it's uh, was Halloween season, and so it's called The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. And holy cow, so good! And not because I'm not a horror person. Yeah, I, I don't like them either. Yeah, it's like right. I, mean, I don't hate them or anything, but but yeah. actually, what this person, the director, did was took the, a horror story and vehicle, but actually told. The story of um, un, unresolved trauma and how that impacts a family, and um, but in the end, uh, the good story coming out about them being able to find connection to heal that trauma eventually. But it take takes decades, you know, and the stories. So the ghosts really are much more about the ghosts that they're carrying with them from their lived trauma experience that they could never get answers for and nobody wanted to talk about and they just wanted to bury it or keep each other safe from it that's that's, so good that is good in fact that was that's kind of my initial response to the movie the ring oh yeah it's about trauma that isn't shared and yeah and when it is shared it becomes destructive that's right well that one it's shared but when it kind of explodes you know exactly yeah. yeah. Well, here's here's the other Netflix scary thing that that I uh, that I was surprised that I liked and I got into it. And it's like, oh, I wish there were more. And I guess it was a limited series, but uh, Midnight Mass. Oh, so good. Oh, it's like there so was, good. There were so many theological questions in there. Uh, largely for me, after I got done, I was like, what is the meaning of the Eucharist? Yeah. I mean, Ooh. there's a whole thing in there. Yeah. Anyway, so and then the cast. Oh my gosh, the guy from Friday Night Lights that they got to be the young guy oh, who came home. Yeah. And then and, the minister. Oh. Yeah. So good. Yeah, um and that the character from uh Friday Night Lights, I can't remember the name of his his character. Right. But oh, but uh I mean just the sense of um self-giving. Yep. 
uh, that that he expressed was it was amazing. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, okay, there are a few scary things that I might watch. I'm glad October's <laughs> done, so I don't keep getting all these trailer previews <laughs> like, oh, watch this scary, gruesome thing. <laughs> but anyway, it's time to. Yeah. Which reminds me, have you set up your Christmas stuff yet? Sort of. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, 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 mean, I am turning more. the page, and I'm 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 beginning to think about Christmas lights and all that kind of stuff. Not yet. Yeah. Though. No, almost there. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, Lisa, no. So Lisa did it. We had some Halloween stuff. She took that down and it has some fall stuff. And I think up until essentially first Sunday of Advent, we're going to have fall themed stuff around here. Okay. Right. But as far as church stuff, yeah, I got to I got to redouble my efforts because I need to plan. Yeah, I'm just I'm not even thinking about church yet. I'm just thinking I was walking the dog the other other night. And we have two houses in our neighborhood that have already been set up with Christmas lights. Holly, you know, were they ones that maybe they were already on and they just turned no, them on? They were new. I mean, they they were Oof. they were it's like they they just put them on. They were ready there, to go. There are folks like this around here who like they have the lights on, and I don't blame whoever. Like, I'm not going up and down. I'll just turn them off for the year. <laughs> but when it's but Christmas we, time, we we did that one year, and we got a letter from the. Uh, Home neighborhood association. Yeah. association about taking down our lights. And oh, it's like seriously. I wanted to say no. These aren't Christmas lights. These are exactly our, change um, the colors of these them. Are uh, our, that's um, Martin Luther King, you know, birthday <laughs> lights, or these are it. our Valentine's Day lights, or these are our St. Patrick's lights. You know, just every month there's got to be something. If you get those LED lights, you can do that. You can kind of change the color theme of we, them. You we know? looked at those and to string them together. To yeah, make, they're, they're pricey. Pricey. Yeah, we're not there are. yet. But yeah, we know we did look to figure out what those LEDs would cost for us to put them all the way around the inside uh, lane of our track at the oh, high yeah. school. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. And we'd have these runner lights, you know, for night meets that would look really cool. Oh, yeah. But the length and the That's amount of electricity it uses oh, every, yeah. I think it was every 200 feet, it needs a, a an extension cord or a cord Ooh, attachment. Geez. So we figured we'd have over a dozen cords. Oh, golly. <laughs> it would look like a spider web on the end. Yeah, it's like, yeah, going through you know? that. Oh. <laughs> and so it was like, and it would, I, th I think the bill was going to be like $12,000 just, just for the lights. And it's like, yeah, I don't think we'll do that. That was a nice idea. That was a nice idea. A good exercise. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just make sure we get over to uh, University of Oregon and enjoy the Ducks uh, track where they do it. And, and they have the spotlights. And oh, that's they, awesome. They do it right hey we need to wrap up gotta wrap it up so had a good conversation loved it looking, looking for more theological assumptions especially That's maybe it. the weirder the better Ooh. oh know, yeah oh or... so lisa and i are going through uh we speaking of streaming stuff and old stuff we're doing seinfeld and uh there's you know because i've never actually seen i've seen so many episodes that it feels like I've seen the whole, but there we're still finding episodes. We're like, oh my oh, gosh, yeah. I haven't we haven't seen that. And one of them is where George converts to Latvian orthodoxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's some uh, just uh, there's a a couple of humorous little what could be called theological assumptions in there. Oh, there we go. So that might be a place to begin. So, <laughs> yeah. so you got your theological assumptions, send them in or some of the weird ones you've heard from others, send them in. Nice. And uh, yeah, you know, what, what's the next topic on sports we want to jump into? 
You know, it's getting winter. Do we want to start talking about curling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about, <laughs> you know, let's actually do talk about, I, I think it'd be worth having a conversation about where some people like to draw lines on what is a sport and what's not a sport. Oh, some things are games and other things are sports. Yeah. What is that line? Yeah, what's the line? Where do you? All right. Yep. Because okay. you talked about Formula One a little bit ago, and well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about are like, "Oh, that's not a sport." I mean, well, yeah, and it, it's you know sometimes golf gets into that, like it's mm -hmm. not a sport. Yeah, but but I think when whenever there is the um, oh, why did I just forget? You know, what's what's the sporting competition that just happened where it's teams? You know, uh, uh, I don't. What do you what What do you mean? Well, I mean, because there's a, there, there's a U.S. team, there's a U.S. team, and there's the British team, and it's a it's a team of golfers of oh, golfers oh, oh a writer's cup the writer's cup yeah writer's yeah, cup yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah somehow yeah. somehow that seems a little bit more like a sport because you've got team as opposed to individuals that's right and i don't know if that's an issue you know is tiddlywinks a sport or is it a game oh i like it is monot here poker poker is not a sport when espn has a bunch of poker tables that is like what there's got to be better programming Put on a badminton game. I don't care. <laughs> or they they used to do, and maybe they still do. They would air the spelling bees on. Yeah, well, yeah. Is that a sport? Yeah, they still do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So plenty to talk about. All right. All right. Good. Good conversation there. Love covered it. a lot of ground. <laughs> nice, and we were boom boom loving it. All right. Oh, oh. did you hear that? That's right. We nailed it. Time wise. We finished our agenda. We did it. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to stop the recording. If I remember how. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where'd it go? I don't know. You're still recording there. Yeah, I know. I don't. Where's there's <laughs> the button.